What's up guys, this is Keith Stout from Diverse Unity here. Just wanted to talk with you real quick before we get into the episode. If anyone wants to come on and talk about anything that they're interested in, any kind of uh, political or religious topic, doesn't matter what it is, I am interested and I want to talk to you about it. So just hit me up on Instagram. My Instagram is frozen chosen both with Z's seven seven seven. Just add me, hit me up, and then we'll be able to discuss whatever it is, whether you want to try to disprove Christianity, whether you want to talk about uh, pro-life and the abortion issue or pro-choice, whether you want to talk about uh, the LGBT and the issues going on with them, whatever you want to discuss it doesn't have to be very intellectual it doesn't have to be anything of the sort just a something that you have found yourself being interested in and have dived into the research and you're able to logically discuss it for about an hour i would love to have you on so like i said just hit me up and we will uh, figure out a date and time and get to it yeah Thanks a lot. What's up, guys? All right. Diverse Unity Podcast, the podcast in which no one actually knows what's going on, to be honest. So, I am your host, Keith Stout, and today I got a very, very special guest with me, Mr. Colton Stedham. What's up, Colton? Not much, man. All's uh, good. Good. So me and Colton have been good friends for quite a long time. It's probably since I was in middle school. I've known you. I don't know how long we've actually been close. It's probably been a couple of years. It's been several years. Yeah. Yeah. But we went to the same church together for a little bit. I was actually his youth minister too. Colton is... Good times. Oh, <laughs> That was great times. But Colton, yeah. like I said, Colton's a good friend of mine. Colton is someone who I have grown to love and respect throughout the years. He's also probably the sexiest man in Owen County. That's my opinion. But... <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Call me out. <laughs> but today we're going to be talking about uh, guns and the Second Amendment because I know Colton is big on that kind of stuff so i decided to have him on with me so i'm not the only one blabbering all right let's get into the topic at hand which is the second amendment so first i want to start off with uh colton if you don't mind kind of explaining uh your background with guns so people can kind of understand you know where you're coming from everything that you've shot everything that you kind of know, everything that you've kind of studied on a personal level, just your whole kind of position. Do you know what I'm asking, basically? Right, yeah. yeah. I got you. All right. All right. So I pretty much, from a very young age, grew up with guns. And, you know, my dad, the first thing he always taught me was safety. You know, and I grew up around with this stuff. So, I mean, you hear stories about kids getting a hold of guns and, 
you know, you know what I'm saying, shooting like the person next to him. Dad knew that kind of stuff. So immediately when I got to the age where I kind of like, you know, where I was self-conscious about this stuff, he introduced me to this and the safety and the how to shoot, blah, blah, blah. And it all kind of started with like hunting, really. I mean, just like a lot of kids around here, you know, they all hunt. So that was the basic, you know, fundamentals of guns, right? And then from there, kind of, I don't know, four years ago, I started really getting into just guns in general, really. And and I mean, my dad was always into guns, so I started shooting a lot, really. And I've shot anywhere from a bolt action rifle, pistol, revolver. I've shot um, AR-15s, AKs. I mean, nothing, anything short of I don't know, just all your basic stuff, really. And yeah. I've really recently just started getting getting into it and the the whole Second Amendment thing and the I don't know, really the politics of it. So that's where I stand right now. And kind of since the last time you saw me, I've kind of changed a little bit. I'm no longer, I wouldn't really even call myself a Republican, honestly. Oh, yeah. I kind of hate, hate the two-party system. I would call myself really ideologically a libertarian, even though I kind of don't like that party either. I think they're kind of cringe. <laughs> the Libertarian Party it's, is pretty cringe. I, I, they're I pretty agree. cringe. They're, I don't. Yeah, they kind of. Mm, I don't know. But <laughs> I, I think we. I think both the Republican and Democratic Party are both both big government, authoritarian. Yeah, I don't. So oh, yeah. my view on gun. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, I, I get so that. that's where I stand right now. So yeah, I. I I have kind of gone on the same journey politically speaking. I've, right. Um, I mean, you you've known me for a long time. You know, I was big big Republican right. throughout high school, uh, even a little bit after high school. I started shifting kind of when I was youth your youth minister. I mean, I know you've noticed that, but I've really right. <clears throat> uh, I wouldn't even call myself libertarian i think government interference can be good when it's right for the people uh i agree when, it, when it's to protect people and to uh advance society i think that can be good and necessary as long as there's the right checks in place to make sure there's no authoritarian power at hand and i think uh personally because i do have pretty strong opinions on the second amendment and guns too which is why i think this will be a fun discussion it's not going to be two-sided i'm pretty sure i probably disagree with you a little bit on this probably yeah but <clears throat> which is fine like i so like i said uh at the beginning of this podcast it's literally a discussion base we're not debating this is just giving opinions and showing people how to discuss properly these kind of topics and how to open your mind up a little bit but so my my position used to be full-on libertarian with guns 
but the more I've studied and looked into it, the more I think um, government interference is the better option. I don't think there is a right and wrong option, right or wrong opinion when it comes to the gun debate and with Second Amendment stuff. Personally, I don't think there's a right or wrong on it. So we're so when we're looking at it, I think we need to understand that we're looking at it as what is what is best for society as a whole. What is the right. best option to look at? So to kind of uh, I guess advance this discussion, let's get into a little bit of the philosophy of the Second Amendment and what yours is. So <clears throat> I'm guessing you fully agree that we should um, hold on to the Second Amendment as written in a libertarian view that all, do you hold that all guns should be uh, legal to own? Like that including like fully automatic? Yes. Uh, how about <clears throat> um, other weapons of war like RPGs, grenades, explosives, stuff like that? How do you feel about that? If you can afford it, go for it. <clears throat> All right, so you got the full libertarian view on it. That's it. That's interesting. Yes. So my and I used to not have that. I used to be kind of like, oh, you can draw the line on like full autos, but so you know, you I mean, if... go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna ask why do you why do you have that opinion? Like, why do you why do you see that as the best way to go about this? So in recent history even not in recent history, you see governments with authoritarian power drawing, I don't know, just complete control over its, over its citizens, you know? And I think if the government has weapons like that, I think the people with responsibility should have the same thing. You know, I think... I mean, the Second Amendment says basically an organized people with these weapons. And I think with these weapons needs to come more responsibility, obviously, you know. And honestly, I do see that a little bit. I see, I do see responsible people out there. So, I mean, to me, if your federal government is running around in the streets with weapons like this, weapons like full auto full rifles or ARs or whatnot, why can't the average citizen afford the same thing? <clears throat> That's my position on it. And we can go deeper or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I, th I think it's interesting because there, there's a lot of people usually, it seems like it's either or for a lot of people. It's either there should be, you should have uh, the option to own everything or there should be heavy restrictions. Yeah. Uh, with my position, I, I, I do think there needs to be restrictions, and I think there needs to be heavier restrictions than what we see in the U.S., but I don't think there needs to be extreme to where, kind of like Japan level, where yeah. basically no one owns a gun besides a very few select, and even that process is heavily... Uh, regulated and really hard to go through. Uh, but anyway, um, so 
my philosophy, I'll, I'll, <clears throat> I want to see what you what your opinion is when I say this. So okay. when, when I think about allowing everybody the option to afford whatever, uh, to get whatever they can afford, what I see the potential outcome of that is a tyrannical militia gaining power through big business, uh, being able to afford basically militarizing themselves and being able to take over the whole country. The, so, so like, for, for example, Jeff Bezos with all of his billions. So you're thinking like a, so you're yeah. thinking like a private military type thing. Yeah. What, well, so I that, mean, yeah, I got there, you. There's, there is no stopping that from happening now in the U S with our military spending, which I think is way, way too much, but that's besides, a lot. <laughs> that's besides the point with our military spending. It, it would be hard to take over the U S uh, even if you're Jeff Bezos, who's about to become the world's first trillionaire by like 2026, I think it is. Yeah. Um, but even with that, it, it would be hard to take over the U S but it's still something like they still would be able to be so militarized that they'd be basically their own government in, in a sense. It, it'd start to turn into business, business led ruling instead of actually government led, which is the, the nightmare of capitalism. We, we've seen that with laissez faire capitalism and how that turned mm -hmm. into an entire mess. You wouldn't have the yeah. government be able to uh, control anyone anymore because if they go try to do something, it'd turn into a war, basically. Uh, right. So, so the, my ideology is to prevent that from happening. You need to have restrictions of, and also with I. Do not want, and this is this is a personal thing. I, I do not want to see some idiot run around with an RPG blowing up buildings in, in, in America, where we've seen people use planes and everything else. If they have access right. to all this stuff, I don't want to see the outcome of that. I feel like the lives lost to that would be too significant of a cost to have a libertarian uh, policy on gun control. What do you think about that? All right. I think, first of all, I think government should have a little bit of influence in economy. Like you said, um, like in capitalism, for example, I think government should have restrictions on like monopoly or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to prevent anything like that from happening. What I think what would happen, it'd be on like a much smaller scale. I don't think there'd be people running around with like, I don't know. I don't think they'd be going around on the streets with M1 Abrams tanks. You know, I mean, there might be some rich guy, I don't know, but you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but yeah, I, I know I, 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 I kind of made it sound like it'd be like just a yeah. war-torn country. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what I 
meant by all that is that I know there's not going to be just numerous amount of people going out with all this stuff, just trying to blow up whatever. But when the one or two cases a year that it happens, the amount of lives that would be lost with that, I think is too much. If that's yeah, I got you. I mean, when I think of people getting to own weapons, you know, the whole deal where people are getting, I mean, people already have access to explosives in this country. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can make... People People have a lot of stuff, and... You can be able to make bombs with a lot of... Mm-hmm. Uh, which, speaking of that real fast, did you see what happened in Le- Lebanon? Oh, yeah, that was crazy. That yeah. is sad. I, I just want to... I can't believe I didn't mention this at the beginning. Make sure we are remembering and praying for all those lives and everything that happened. And I hope uh, whatever you all can do, just do research. I've, I've given some money to relief funds to go and help that through the SBC and many other things. And uh, whatever you feel led to do, we, we need to help those people. Cause that is, that is a sad thing that happened. But anyway, sorry for the, sidebar but no you're good i agree yeah that's terrible yeah but uh so yeah you're right people do have access to explosions already and stuff and i think a lot of what people think of when they hear about the average dude having like rpgs for example they think of the third world countries where everyone has an rpg under their bed and they're shooting at each other from across the street and it's war torn and it's a disaster, right? And I think in the United States, you have a, it's a different culture where there is a lot of responsibility. And it's easy to promote responsibility. And, you know, I know a lot of guys on social media, and there's a lot of training out there. There's a lot of promotion of, you know, hey, like, if you have access to this kind of stuff, yeah, you should be able to have that to defend yourself and your family and whoever needs it. But you have to be responsible. And with privilege comes responsibility. But then the question is asked, well, you know, you got human nature. How is that, you know, are people really going to be responsible? And I mean, I don't know. I mean, just like Thomas Jefferson said, I'd prefer dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery. And... You know where I'm going with yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I understand. I get that quote. I've seen it a lot. I, I understand mm-hmm. that. It's it's kind of cliched, but I mean, there is truth to it, in my opinion. So. Yeah, which I, I, I think that kind of thinking, again, this is my opinion. It can be kind of dangerous. But... It, yeah, and it's also just not we, – we take in America – our freedoms and we act as if they're taken away then that means slavery but with a lot of these freedoms that we have we have to ask the question is this really is this really even a freedom deserved so for example with guns uh with the second amendment you can you have to make the argument it is in today's climate with today's weaponry is the second amendment actually 
a good thing that should be should be had. By that I mean it, so when when it was argued back when America was being made, they were argued as rights uh, given to us by our creator, whoever the creator is that they believed in. That's up in the air. Uh, a lot of people say that a lot of them was atheists. That it's not proven, but they definitely a lot of them were not Christians when you look into their theology. Yeah. But so they they say the Second Amendment was given to us by our Creator. But I in within Christianity, what you you are you are a Christian, right? I, I don't think we Correct. made that clear. Yeah, yeah. But you're still a Christian. Yeah. So. Uh, within Christianity, nowhere in the Bible does it give us any sort of ideology that we have a right to own firearms. <laughs> uh, I get it, yeah. And so with that, you have to say, well, should we – is it – does it make sense for us to hold on to a right like this? And I have, I have some numbers here with uh, U.S. deaths due to uh, gun violence, the, the total number of deaths from gun violence uh, in 2020, so just this year alone up to August 7th, is 25,168. And that's with uh, all the restrictions of people not going outside and everything that's happened with coronavirus, uh, right. which has definitely lowered the numbers. Let's see here. In, uh yeah. 2000, uh, I don't know if they'll bring it up. Uh, nah. But so with that, homicides, murder, all that, whether it be attention, intentional or not, it's 10,648. Suicide is 14,520, which is a crazy number, honestly. But the total total number of injuries due to gun violence is twenty one thousand five hundred and nine. Mass shootings three hundred fifty two. Mass murders fourteen. Number of children killed is one hundred eight, which that's ages eleven and younger. Number of teens is five hundred ninety five, which is which is a crazy amount, and because compared to many other countries especially the ones that have stricter gun control the numbers are significantly lower like 10 times lower if that uh, mm -hmm. for example australia uh you're I, saying just gun violence right yeah this is just gun violence yeah okay um hold up i had the i had australia's numbers but i must have clicked off of them so australia we got to think, too, when you're looking at other countries, the gun violence not not be as high, but the violent crimes in general is, I think, what people need to look at. <clears throat> yeah. In the number two. And, yeah, go ahead. Um, I, I do get that. Like, the arguments, the argument definitely can be made that, you know, just because people don't have guns, that doesn't mean they're not going to kill Right, that that argument's made by conservatives all all over the all over the board. That's the main it argument is. Yeah. that you 
hear. It's more common. <laughs> yeah, that's the main argument you hear, and which is which is true, right? I mean, in England, there's there's people right. who get killed and attacked by knives and runaway vehicles. Yeah, they had the ban like and knives or something. Yeah, we, so just because you ban guns doesn't mean you're going to stop all these murders. However, you still have to admit that with with a gun, especially if it is, you know, something that has uh, high capacity magazines uh, that you can unload at a fast rate with either automatics or bump stocks on semi, uh, whatever, the the amount of deaths that can occur with mass shootings and mass murders is way more it'd be higher than if it was just someone trying to attack a bunch of people with a knife it's a whole lot easier to stop someone with a knife than stop someone with who has a gun right well it depends i have a gun and or if we promote that we say and these zones where like these bars sometimes like gun-free bars and that guy went into a bar and killed like 50 people or whatever i mean what if someone was still carrying by law in that bar wherever there was a mass shooting i mean that guy would have been most likely shot and that would end the mass shooting i mean i think i think people have a human right by whatever means possible and I think guns with maybe even a high capacity magazine the same magazines that maybe the government will carry or that maybe the non-law abiding citizen who got it in a non-law abiding way you know what I'm saying yeah I I definitely I, I hear that however um, I think, I think the statistics really go against that, because when you see uh, self-defense shootings, people who are in America, we still have that freedom. It's still easier to uh, defend yourself with a gun. It's right. less than one percent of shootings happen over self-defense, and everyone else who dies dies from just regular gun violence and not self-defense so which is why i believe we should be promoting a culture where we say promoting a culture of self-defense and defending your family of this non-violent way of i don't know i don't so, think so so what you're I saying some... is that if if we if we were to educate people on how to educate everyone on having a gun on them at all times, in a sense, maybe not to that extreme, but educate them on being able to defend yourself properly with it, educate everyone on being able, you know, if there was to be a mass shooting, everyone would be able to, excuse me, sorry, pull out. You know, everyone would be able to pull out a gun and be a whole lot easier to stop it if there was just a couple people there with guns. That is that basically the argument you're making? 
Yeah. And I'm also arguing culture has a lot to do with this. And I believe our culture, American culture especially, has kind of really went downhill. A lot of hedonism, you know what I'm saying? And I think promoting responsibility is harder in a culture where I think we glorify violence. Mm. See, I in no way want to glorify violence. You know, I just want to glorify the guy who just wants to keep his rifle next to his bed in case someone wants to come in and kill his family. I mean, it does happen and, you know, rob his house or something stupid. And you hear all these horror stories about multiple people breaking in a home and just murdering families. And I don't know. It just hits a special place place with me. And I always ask myself, I mean, what if that person could have defended themselves? Mm-hmm. I, you know, and so, I don't know. So, so like you said, you think this culture has become like a culture that really glorifies violence. So with that, would you still think a libertarian view on guns would be the best solution if, like you said, we are a culture that promotes and glorifies violence and stuff? I see like what you're saying, yeah. Like we, <clears throat> which I agree with you. I think this culture is definitely, uh, definitely glorified violence. And you know, people will point to video games and movies and all that. I don't think that's. Yeah. The, I, I don't think that's the. That's the cause of it. I think the cause of it is the glorification of revolution. Um, that happened when America started its revolution. Uh, yeah. Because personally, personally, I think the American Revolution was immoral, in all accounts. Uh, mm. Which uh, we're not here to argue that. <laughs> right. That that that, that, was, yeah. that will send us on another rabbit trail that I could go on for hours about. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of rabbit rabbit trails here, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I so with you know when the American Revolution started, it started revolutions all over the world. You see the Russian Revolution and that bringing over communism, and you have the French Revolution. Uh, French. And, yeah. and many, many other smaller revolutions and uh, civil wars that, that broke, that have broken out. I don't know how to English, apparently, that have broken out throughout the years ever since America started its revolution. And with, within our society, we keep looking back at it as, you know, if the government becomes tyrannical, you fight it, right? One of the biggest arguments uh, with with gun control is that we need to be able to have guns in case the government becomes tyrannical. And I agree. And, and my, I think that was the original purpose of the yeah, second amendment. It, it, it wasn't it, so people could hunt. I, so I, people I, could good. Yeah. I, you're, you're <laughs> right. I agree that the second amendment started because, uh, uh, you don't want the government to become tyrannical. Uh, I, now this is where, religion comes into play i don't think within christianity we should fight a tyrannical government i don't think we are charged to do that i think paul within especially romans 13 
makes it clear that we submit ourselves to governments even when they're tyrannical. He gave, he gave the charge to obey governmental laws uh, to the Romans when they were under control of a strict, uh, strict ruling that of an emperor that would kill, kill them for believing what they believed. So I believe personally that it, when we talk about, especially within the Christian sector, if we talk about fighting a tyrannical government with guns, we're promoting something that is not biblical whatsoever. What do you think about that, Colton? I certainly see where you're going with that. But I might add that wasn't there um, quite a few uprisings against the Romans via the Christians? Uh, yeah, uh, I can't think off the top of my head. I'm sure there was, there were some, but, you know, the, I mean, question, I can... the question then becomes, was that, you know, was that righteous? What, did the apostles promote that in any way, shape or form? And I think, right. I think the answer should be no, you know, just because Christians did X, Y, Z, you know, the, the Catholic church uh did all the uh like uh you know they they started a bunch of wars in uh in the uh, East, trying to still take call back, themselves christians yeah they and they yeah. they took that tried to take back the holy land and killed a bunch of the arabics and whatever all that all that nonsense and just just because they did that and they called themselves christians that didn't make it right whatsoever right so you got, yeah. you, you got to look at scripture <clears throat> to understand what exactly the church should be doing and i think the church should be submitting itself quietly to the government as far as it can you know we if the government, you know, like John MacArthur has been arguing, if the government tells you you can't worship Christ, well, you still worship Christ. You have to disobey that, that according to the Bible. However, yeah. even, even with that, though, we should do that quietly. You know, in China, when we send missionaries over there, they're not spouting off Christ in the middle of the public square. They're doing it hidden in houses. Yeah, you're still breaking the law, though. Yeah, you're still breaking the law, but yeah. it it's do it's done in a way to where you're not making a scene about it. It's done quietly. It, it's done where you're not saying, "Hey, look at me! I'm breaking the law for Christ. Come arrest me. Come do whatever." Or I'm going to, or in another sense, I'm going to take over your government and make Christ, Christianity legal. They're not doing that. They are quietly spreading the gospel to as many citizens as they can without getting in trouble with the government. So even in disobedience, they're doing so in a peaceful, peaceful manner. So, okay. yeah. So the, my argument is that even when we're called to be disobedient to the government, it should be so peacefully i think and there's um i think it's the anabaptists actually argue that christianity should be a uh, pacifist religion and that they they use the argument of when Quakers. Jesus, 
<clears throat> yeah, the Quakers are too, but uh, the Quakers have kind of died off. Anabaptists yeah. are still uh, big, kind of. They're not as big, but uh, they would argue that uh, when Peter went to cut off the Roman guard's ear, or well, he was going to actually kill him, but he only cut off his ear, and Jesus pulled pulled the sword down yeah. and said, "He who lives by the sword dies by the sword." They use that and say, "See, Jesus is issuing in." a new way of life for the church where we're supposed to be peaceful people. And that means, uh, that doesn't mean you can't defend yourself, but that means that you defend yourself without taking a life. And if it comes to, it's either your life or theirs, well, it should be your life because we know where we're going. We, but they, we don't know what's going to happen to them. If they die, and we don't want to be the ones that ends their what chance if, of coming to grace. What if it comes down to other people, though? For example, a mass shooting. Yeah, and if I, if I had the choice to, is either shoot him or he shoots me. And he can shoot me. I know where I'm going. But what about everyone else? My family, for example, everyone else's family standing so, next to me. So that that yeah that argument will get brought up and I don't fully agree with the Anabaptist on that. I do think me myself, I'm a pacifist uh, and I've come to that conclusion recently. I don't, I don't agree that it's commanded to Christians, but I think it's the best option for Christians. And I use Christian Liberty as the argument for that. So when we look at Christian liberty, usually a lot of people like to say, well, I can do this and I can do that. You know, they, they look at it selfishly instead of looking at, well, what what can I give up through my liberty to be able to help others? So the, the mass shooting argument is a good one. And it's one that it doesn't, can... it doesn't even have to be a mass shooting. It could be like, you know, some woman being drug into an alley, mugged, and, I mean, what do I do there, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so my argument would be that you do everything you can apart from lethal action. Oh, I agree. And and I know, you know, you can always say the what if where – you know, it's either it's going to be either her life or his life. What do you do? I think those are questions that are hard to answer, and I don't think there is a right answer. But because I don't think there is a right answer, I you 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 have to basically take those situations out of the equation when you're talking about the whole. When it comes to policy, um, I think those situations where it's either going to be some uh, an innocent person's life or where you take the life of the guy who's going to take the life of the innocent person. I think those are few in between. I think most cases you could be able to use non-lethal action to stop whatever is happening. Absolutely. Yeah. So because of that. I, but I have to assort some sort of authority to that person 
who is perpetrating. Yeah. You know, I can't go up to him and say, stop, I'm calling the police. Yeah, he's going to shoot well, me. Well, well pacifism you know? is not, is not, um, you do absolutely nothing physical, you know, violent. It's, it, it, it's all just lethal. You don't do anything right. to take the life of that person. So, you know, I could, I could take them down with, with no problem. Uh, well, by that, I mean like no righteous problem, no conscience problem. I could, I could even punch them or do whatever, you know, as I could make, you know, like, kind of like, <laughs> kind of like Batman, you know, I could, I could break their legs as long as, as long as I'm not killing them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people say that in a situation where all, oh, I mean, they could have just shot him in the leg or tackled him or, you know, I mean, you got, especially modern gun fights, it's very violent. It's very quick. Extremely, I mean, you you look at all these security camera footages or body cam footages from police officers, for example. These these little altercations last in seconds. Yeah. And it's usually within 50 meters, and it's very violent. And less than force is very, it can be dangerous, yeah. especially for the person dissing it out. And, I don't know. Which... So, Decision-making skills are very prohibited in these yeah. situations. Which, uh, I, I get that, but then it comes down to where we've started this discussion. Would How, how many of those instances would be prevented if there was more gun control? How many of those instances do we add by allowing people the option to have these weapons. And I think when, well, you, when you look at countries like Japan, like Australia, like the UK, who have a stricter, stricter laws on guns, um, what you see is these instances that require lethal action really start to become smaller in number compared to when other when there's a more libertarian policy on on guns violent altercations are less common in countries with more the, gun control the, is what the you're le- saying the lethal the ones where it's either they die or you die right it's a gotcha. whole lot, it's a whole lot easier yeah. to take down a guy with a knife without anyone having to die than it is taking down a guy with a gun. Well, someone mm, else. I, I mean, I've seen, I've seen otherwise. I've seen, I don't know. I, I, I mean, that doesn't make it easy by any means. Yeah. But it makes it easier. And from so, what I've seen, altercations with knives are the most violent. They're the most bloody. Uh, I would probably agree with that. Yeah, I mean, lethally maybe not, but I mean, that doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, there's it's a lot of yeah. It's very quick. The question really, I think, is how. How do I want to put this without 
it's seeming like I'm trying to build a straw man. Um, how much? I really do think the big question is how much do we really care about lives? Lives that are ended, and through all this, because I mean, I mean, I'd rather not see anybody die. But my belief is that there there is evil out there like extreme evil that the only way to end it is lethally. Mm. And that's that's just me and I believe that everyone has the moral to defend themselves and to defend the people that aren't able to defend themselves. Mm. I, I I definitely I definitely see where you're coming from and I have I have major sympathy for that argument because, like I said, I used to hold it. Um, right. I just... Hmm. I mean, I hold human life highly. I don't yeah. want to hurt anybody, but, I mean, look all throughout history, you know. People are violent. People's nature is to kill and to steal. That's human nature is to sin. And I don't want to be on the opposite side of that. I don't want to, I don't want, when I have a family, I don't want them. I don't want my girlfriend to be on the opposite side of that. Yeah. You know, that's and, why I promote. Go ahead. I think that's, I don't think that's a bad thing whatsoever. Not wanting people to be involved with that, but I still, what what my thinking is is how can we be able to because the ones who are committing the evil act are just as much made in the image of God as the ones are committing the act against. So what I what I think and what I want is for them to be able to have the chance to be educated to have the chance to to receive the grace of God and to be able to change their life into the positive instead of it just ending right there because of a bad decision they've made, which I know the bad decision I agree, but... they've made uh, yeah. is, is extreme, right? And it could also, it could, it, it is of great evil to end someone else's life, you know, perp, you know, wrongly. Uh, un, uh, whether it be murder or whatever, uh, to wrongly end somebody's life is an awful thing. That, but I I don't know. I think this is this is definitely a topic that a lot of people want to act like on both sides. It's it's clear cut, dry. This is this is one thing. This is how we need to do it. And if you don't do it and agree with me, then you hate the lives of people. And both sides make that argument. You you hate the lives, you hate people's rights, blah, blah, blah. But it's just not that clear cut. There's there's so many other things that we need to think about with it. Like you said, we we need to think about protection. How can how can I protect, you know, if I had a family, how can I protect my kids if I don't have a gun and someone else does it becomes extremely hard um, mm-hmm. but also 
what about that person? You know, why? I don't want that person to not have a chance to turn it around to. That, that is my main thing. <laughs> I, I don't know. I could be wrong, and I fully, fully admit that I could be and wrong I, in my way I get of it. thinking. But I just, I, I, every time I think about this, and I've contemplated it for a long time, uh, for, uh, you know, personally, um, when, after, I was, uh, uh, after I was sexually assaulted, which I don't know if you've heard that story before. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard the story, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, for 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 people who don't know, it was like I don't know two years ago. Uh, I was, was that like Walmart or something? Yeah, I was working at Walmart, yeah. <laughs> and this lady who was probably on drugs came, and she like threw a map in my lap, was asking me to help her with directions to get somewhere to Indiana. She was talking. I don't know what she was saying, but she just kept talking and talking while I was trying to look at a map. I've never looked at a map in my life, so <laughs> trying to find my way around a map is definitely uh, confusing. It, but next thing I know, she's she's grabbing my penis, and uh, I tell you what, dude, bribing you. <laughs> it, it was <laughs> no, she. I, I mean, I don't really know what she was saying, but she just kept. It, it was one of those situations, you know how people when they go up to do public speaking and like they just freeze up and they can't say a word because they have like yeah. stage fright. It, like it, me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like that. Like as soon as it started happening, I couldn't say a single word. It was like everything just like shut down around me. My whole body just stopped working. And I had I had major guilt about that. Uh, for a long time, I, I wasn't able to do or say anything until she started to attempt to unzip my pants. Then I was able to finally say, "Go away, or I'll kill you." But any <laughs> anyway, after that happened for me, you know, the the debate became, you know, uh, you know, if I had if I had a gun on me, you know, because this was in my truck at the time. Uh, I would have been able to stop that instantly. I I would have had the confidence. I wouldn't have just shut down like that, um, you know. But but then at the same time, I started thinking, well, you know, what if you know out of out of anger from that? Because I mean, I was very angry afterwards. Uh, I you know, pulled that gun and then just, just ended up shooting just instantaneous, you know, not even thinking, you know, do, do I really want that? And, you know, with, well, you with, probably wouldn't went to jail. Oh, I would definitely would hundred percent. Definitely. Would've. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, what was I saying? Um, but you know, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, it's not something that you really have thought process over. Uh, it's just like an instantaneous, oh, pull it, shoot. Uh, which I I would hope that I would never do if I, yeah, I don't know. But but at the same time, it's like, do I really trust myself? And also, when it comes to yeah, there is a time and place for everything. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. there's a time to be, like I said, violent. There's a time to be like 
less than violent, you so, know, and so, yeah, so a lot of people do, a lot of people do get, especially, uh, I'll, I'll say it, some police officers, they get trigger happy and they overestimate the situation dude. I'm, and they I'm, end up making the wrong decision. I'm going to be honest and I really don't want to go on this tangent, but I also do at the same time. I find it extremely weird that the people, the conservatives who will argue for a small government also find it okay I'm with you. that there's a large police force in control by the government. A large yeah. militarized p- police force. How <laughs> I just I, do, I don't understand how how that correlates whatsoever. <laughs> but uh, I think now go ahead. I think our police force needs a especially your inner cities need a very large reformation. I think there is a lot of corruption. There's a lot of lack of training. Mm. You know, and there's, and my uncle went to be a police officer and he's, he was in one of the top in his class and they turned him away because I don't know, their selection was screwed up and they were, it's one of those things where they had to let a certain amount of a certain race, of people oh, come through. Yeah, affirmative yeah. action. Yeah, affirmative action. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. And so I think their selection course for police officers is really screwed up. And I think their training is really, I think it's a very, they need more training um, on when to do lethal force and when to do non-lethal force. Yeah, my, my argument. That's my position on it. Which is changing every day. The more and more research and thinking I do, but I think, I think it needs to be defunded, uh, and by that I mean, like not, not completely one hundred percent defunding, but like a radical amount of funding that goes to them needs to go away, and we need to focus that more on education. Um, because education, I can agree with, yeah. Um, you know, what, when you educate people, it, it's statistically proven to lower crime. <laughs> so, I agree. So, so there's no need Culture for... drives everything. Yeah, so there's no need for major police officers if there's less crime. But also, uh, like I said, I, I find it insane that we just see it as okay for the government to be in control of a large militarized police force. Like, that's never going to go end badly. Oh, and that's why I think people. That's why I think people need to own guns. Yeah, you know, a large, (laughs) a large militarized police force. Although I think the police force, I think there should be law enforcement. You look at all these throughout history, especially in the last one hundred years. Large military militarized police forces have been kind of like they they were the spearhead of tyranny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think the democra- demographic of police officers in America kind of, I don't know. It, it's insane. A lot of them. Um, I think it's, yeah. I think it's, I mean, my opinion is it's largely racist too, but I don't, I really don't want to go into that. Rabbit yeah, hole that's, a, that's another rabbit hole. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but again, like you said, that's why we need guns, which I can, I get that argument fully. Um, but I think it wouldn't be a problem if, you know, we we focused on 
greatly lowering the amount of officers there are. And so the ones that do have the the equipment to be lethal should be extremely small. And uh, I think I think especially when it goes to local and state crimes, a majority of which are nonviolent. Uh, mm-hmm. The 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 mass majority. The vast but you majority, never know, though. Well, I get that. I I get you know you never know, but I still think that if we if we focus more on on psychological help, you know, like like equipping therapists. To be able to go out to altercations that are nonviolent, and instead of making it a huge scene where it ends in incarceration, uh, because then we have prison problems that are massive. But you know, all this, all this, mm-hmm. I think, can be made extremely peaceful. <laughs> If everything, if we could reform everything in the United States and make it a whole lot better, I think the amount of violence that we see, the amount of guns that we need, the amount of of officers that carry guns that we need could be hugely lowered if we just started to focus on fixing fixing our problems with education and our problems with how we treat mental health and how we look at certain crimes and and all this it it all plays a huge part in this debate because then it's like why why do we need guns if our culture then is made to a more peaceful one where people are not likely to walk into a school at any given point and just unload on a bunch of kids like we've seen happen many, many times within the past couple of years. So I, I'm I, with you on sure education, potentially lowering crime and lowering violence. Yeah. Robert Disney is in the need of guns. I think peaceful people, if I'm a peaceful person, I'll still own a gun. Oh, I, you know, yeah, I'm not the, saying, I'm the not, people yeah. might be peaceful, but the people ruling, or yeah, the people ruling over them, kind of like what I see now, honestly. Yeah, which, an authoritarian government ruling over a peaceful people. The peaceful people will need to potentially have the force to be lethal. Yeah, to protect themselves and their way of life, and yeah, it's that's my thought on it. It's definitely the ideology of. Should we, the argument really comes down to should we be able to defend ourselves against a tyrannical government or not? I think that that's yeah. is one of the main arguments. And we have two different, we have two different views on that. Yeah. But, and I, and I get that, but yeah, well, I think that's what a lot of it comes down to is how you look at authoritarianism ruling over you. Yeah. Which, how far that might go mm-hmm. and what to do with it. Also, I want to I think that's where a lot of the argument comes from. That my position is not to outlaw all guns. That's that's not my position. I think people should be able to have hunting rifles and hunting shotguns. I think we should also be able to carry, uh, uh, you know, like pistols. I just think 
I think it, it proves to be effective when we start to lower or start to restrict more on the uh, the I don't know how to put it the heavier stuff like automatic rifles blah 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 yeah all that kind of stuff I think I think it proves to I be think a more safer society through that I think the AR-15 and that family of rifles I think it's the modern day musket in my opinion and you know you have your in quote military militarized police force running around with those guns and we can both agree that they do infringe at times on people's rights human rights for example and you know I don't want to defend myself with weapons that defend myself against the government that restricted my weapons from yeah. what I could own. Yeah, and I definitely get that that ideology. One one more thing that I find hilarious is these. If you want to see, <laughs> if you want to see the 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 police force today really restrict people's rights, just look at the protests that have been happening, uh, modern day, especially Portland. Uh, Portland, it's basically. Well, it's gotten pretty violent in there too. It it, it got burning down once stuff the, once the feds got there. <laughs> when the when the federal government and all the federal police, when all of that when they got there, that's when it became violent because they started they started to restrict people. They started to uh, uh, tear gas them and uh, firing. Now was were these like. Normal protesters. They were, pe- yeah, the peaceful protesters. Okay. There, there's and I've heard stuff about the feds yeah. too. Yeah, and... there's there's videos of peaceful protesters, people just standing and yelling, being tear gas. No one's, no one's yeah. doing anything violent. No one's, you know, there's no burning happening. There's no, nothing being thrown or anything. It's literally just people, you know, chanting, yelling, protesting in in, in a peaceful manner, and they're being tear gas. And there's no one. No one with guns going out there and protecting their rights. Oh, I, and I get it. I find that yeah. I find you know, and you know that's, that's irony not, right there. It's it's not an argument, you know, against gun control. Obviously, I just think it's extremely, like you said, ironic that these people are like, oh, we need this to protect ourselves from a tyrannical government. Well, we're seeing one, not you know, it's not an extreme tyrannical government, but we're seeing it happen. And yet there's yeah. no one out there fighting it. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I agree. I think that everyone's willing to fight until it comes down to fight. Mm. Everyone's willing to do something or say something or be there to do something until it comes time to do that. We all live in our little bubbles and we'll all think what we think. But when it comes down time to get, to go down, no one's going to do it. Yeah. And I can see that now. And I think with the whole protest in Portland – I think one of the original, I think the feds were called there because from what I hear, the riots were going on. People were burning down auto zones, blah, blah, blah. And the police actually retreated a few blocks back. Like there was no police in these blocks, so, city blocks, because yeah. these people were doing all this and they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. That argument's been made, but I've seen. Uh, I've seen where, videos of it. Of, where, yeah, yeah. It, I, it, it obviously, chaos. it obviously, you know, when you're, when you, so when you have protests happening, there's inevitably going to be riots 
because like like we've talked no, about through, uh, through like we talked about throughout this there are evil people <laughs> people are sinful and their right. nature is to sin yeah so when there's a chance to be able to riot there's going to be riot this is why i think people in those businesses the little family businesses that got burned down yeah should have been able to defend themselves against the people not not the whole protest they shouldn't have went out and like sign but to burn down their building they should have defended themselves Mm. with weapons Which, no. which I, I, I get that. But also, I want to make this uh, clear. The majority of the protests, especially when it comes to Portland, was peaceful. And even the mayor of Portland himself was quoted saying that he they had it under control. That the videos that we oh, saw I get of, you know... All, all of the and I'm not just talking about Portland here. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, you know, uh, in Minnesota, there's been places. Minnesota, all, yeah. All that's been crazy. But all of it, you know, it, is it the whole situation is nuanced. We try to act like everyone's peaceful. And then also the government's fully uh, righteous and everything they've done, which both are incorrect. But in my right. opinion. Um, but my point being is that uh trump himself is basically using this as as means to be fascist i mean did you see where they tear gassed that that church in dc and all uh i think it was a lutheran church uh i'm not a huge fan of trump to begin with i i can't anymore i can't stand trump at all yeah i hate that i've ever argued for him personally i think he's I'll be honest, i like some of what he's done but i think he uses his platform to become a stepping stone over everyone else um especially with the whole executive order thing yeah. he, he did the executive order over tiktok like really dude? <laughs> that happened today he hey, also banned on, wechat man. dude he banned wechat that's gonna be a lot that's a lot of businesses they get their money through wechat yeah. where are the anti-tyranny people at you know exactly and and you know that's my thing with all this is that there's yes there's rioting and that needs to be stopped i get that but when when that when you extend it to oh everyone's rioting when the majority is peaceful protesting right and i think i think the rioting needs to be stopped when the rioting starts you don't need to like prevent the rioting by preventing the protest you know exactly and and I can get that. There's just there's so much, so much to discuss, so much that you can look into, and that people don't, they don't think about the nuance of every everything. You know, like like again with with this whole debate, which is not a debate, this whole discussion of gun control. There's so much nuance, so so many. So many what ifs, so many things that you can look at and say it, it makes it to where the the issue and the well the answer is gray, and there's not like I said at the beginning, there's not a right and wrong answer to this. There's just not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but to be able to discuss it like like we have, 
this, uh, how long have we been going? It's probably been over an hour. It has. Um, yeah. But, but like we've done, be able to discuss it and hear each other out. That's what we need to start doing. I, one reason why I don't like Trump, and I, um, I think is I, he's, he's made the environment of politics extremely hostile. And by that, I mean on both sides – it's either you're with me or you're against me, and there's no. I think there's in no the past he tried to compromise. Yeah. In and the state of the state of the union, I think, I think he's had what two of them or something. Yeah, he's had two. Both times he's tried to compromise with you know liberals, the Schumers and the Pelosi's. He's tried to compromise with them and. They basically said screw off, and I think I think they're very they're very one sided. The liberals are, and I think he has. I'll give him that. He has tried to compromise, but there is a lot of immaturity, you know. Yeah, and on I'm, both sides, him I'm, and the I'm, other side, and I, I yeah. think the two party bullcrap is just. I think it's been long enough. It's done. I hate it. <laughs> It's so bad, dude. How it's cringe. How we have gotten to a point to where we just and it it, it gets worse, especially with the upcoming election. You see many people who are like, uh, "Well, yeah, I hate the two party system too, but this is not a time to vote third party. We have to get Trump out, or we have to keep Trump in." It, it, that ideology is so bad because it's never that's gonna why. Stop. Yeah. yeah, that's why we're in the situation we're in. It's never going to stop. There's always going to be, well, that this person is extreme. We, you know, I, I agree. Third, this two-party system sucks, but we can't let this person in. They're, they're, they're going to restrict certain rights. They're going to do this, this, this. We can't allow that. And both sides do it. And we can't. Mm-hmm. So that, that's why I have, I have personally said I'm never voting for a Republican or, well, I said I've said that, but also I'm a big fan of Andrew Yang. I don't know if you know who that is. He was a Democrat that ran. In the, I actually did kind of like him. In the yeah, I disagree was, with the whole guns thing. I'm I'm very big. The people being obviously, I mean, it's the discussion about people being able to own firearms. Yeah, you know, but and I think he was kind of anti that or whatever. But I did. He said something about the economy. I forgot what he said. Well, he's he's big. And I kind of liked it, but he's big on you know he understands that the that businesses are moving towards more uh, a more uh, automated type system to where it's it's not going to be people that they hire, but everything is going to be run by robots. Basically, I mean that that that's a very yeah. dumb, dumbed down version of what he's talking about, obviously. But, Pretty much, yeah. But, so he talks about UBI, which is a universal basic income, which is giving people a thousand dollars a month, which is a, a lot of people question like, well, how does that work? He's talked about it. I think it makes sense. I'm not going to get deep into it because it's a long discussion. Anyway, yeah. Uh, but what I like about Yang and why I would vote for him if he was running, I don't think he really lines up with the Democrats very well. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think he's like more third party ish. Yeah, and I think the only reason he runs Democrat 
same thing with Bernie Sanders is because they know that's the, their only chance of winning is if they run Democrat. <laughs> so I don't like Sanders. I don't like communism uh, or socialism. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I wasn't. Communist. Yeah, I wasn't promoting Sanders. I was just saying he's he's he only runs Democrat because he understands that's the only way he could win presidency. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they don't even like him. <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, but anyway. So Yang, he's more he he definitely fit in more third party. He's he's very genuine, it seems like. He wants to compromise, he wants to work with both sides. And he's he's definitely down more down than just about anybody else in politics to compromise because he's not a politician. And a lot of people say Trump's not a politician. Yeah. Yeah, but he's a businessman, yeah, but... which is not much better. <laughs> um, but just saying the big, big businesses, you know, exactly. Which, That's which when Yang, stuff starts to happen. Yeah, Yang he ran a nonprofit, uh, and that's, that's cool. That's how he got big is through that. So you know, being able to talk to people, get donations, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so. I would vote Yang, all that to say I would vote Yang if he, you know, won the primary in 2024, 2028, whenever the heck he'd be able to run again. But besides him, I see no one else in either party that's worth voting for, worth giving my time and my vote for. So I will never, never do it. <laughs> yeah, go, go to Joe Biden. He's, uh, no, I don't. Uh, it's not even that it's it's the rape allegations <laughs> yeah he said some like kind of racist things in the past too like he said like racist, racist things threats. like recently if you don't vote for me oh yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> he said latinos latinos are more diverse than black, black people, people. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like what yeah it's it's, it's the, smoking the good stuff huh? yeah politics is crazy it it really is, but I love it at the same time because I don't know why. I think it's just a sociological element to it, seeing why people believe and do the things they do interests me a lot. Plus, I also think in a democracy, Christians do have certain obligation to try to bring forth a righteous culture that will mm-hmm. benefit everybody i do think we have an obligation yeah, that's what i want i want a culture where people respond right and wrong the right and wrong not talking about adam and eve here yeah the knowledge of just basic morals are back you know and you look at modern like hollywood and just your pop culture is just so I, I seen the word hedonistic the other day and I kind of like that you know he, yeah hedonism it's yeah yeah it's, it's just very yeah. rampant it's disgusting yeah mm-hmm. it, it's but it's something we got to dive into and something we got to interact with because people mm-hmm. people don't um yeah, I mean, you got to do something about it. Yeah, they and we have to. If, if anything's going to change, the we have to be the ones who are 
I think the righteous ones are going to be have to be the ones who are patient, who are calm, and who are gentle in their approach with discussing all this. Because oh no, yeah, no, no one's no one's going to listen to someone who's just yelling, screaming, being unlogical, names illogical, yeah. yeah, with with their beliefs, even if they're right. That doesn't matter if you present it in a ignorant way. <laughs> yeah, completely understandable. <laughs> so, and that again, takes all your credibility away, you know. Mm-hmm. Which is again why I want to do this. I I want to get people on here who, can, whether I think their beliefs are right or not, I want to get people on here who logically think through what they believe and who can discuss it in a way that's not just what we see in the social media age today and our politics today. So, exactly. but, but Colton, uh, I do really appreciate you coming on and talking with me today. 